I'm Jeffrey Rosen, and I'm here at the National Constitution Center in front of the First Amendment tablet. Let's talk about why the founders believed that Congress can make no law abridging the freedom of speech, press, religion, assembly, and petition. Well, they had four reasons, which have been developed by the Supreme Court over the course of American history. First, freedom of conscience is an unalienable right because people have the right and the duty to think for themselves. Second, free speech makes our representatives accountable to we the people. Third, free speech is necessary for the discovery of truth and the rejection of falsehood. And fourth, free speech allows the public discussion necessary for democratic self-government. Remarkably, all four of these reasons are clearly and brilliantly expressed. All right, welcome back on this Tuesday. Freedom of speech. <laughs> Consistently under attack. Currently, a bill floating around in Michigan is really trying to limit speech as much as it can. Michigan's 4474 criminalizes hurting someone's feelings or making the person feel threatened. Subject, uh, subjective and arbitrary criteria that are virtually impossible to defend against in the court. There are two parts to the bill that stand out. First up is the injury or severe mental anguish clause. This part of the law basically makes it possible to lock people up for things like pointing out reality. If somebody wants you to address them as a man, even though they are a woman, this could earn you five years in a slammer and about a $10,000 fine. The second part of the bill basically states that if somebody feels threatened by a person, if you feel threatened in any way because somebody is not addressing you by, say, your pronoun, it's uh, five years, up to five years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Question is, will any of this hold up? Now, this hasn't passed. It passed the Michigan House. It's Democratic-led. It's going to go to the Michigan Senate. Democratic-led, so you can expect it's more than likely going to pass there. And then Whitmer, being a extreme leftist, will sign this into law. I am positive that this is going to get challenged by somebody who has jurisdiction to challenge it. And when it does get to or eventually make its way up to the Supreme Court will be struck down because it invades on our First Amendment rights. Now, by addressing somebody by their correct uh, gender is not a, a hate crime in any way. It's not... Uh, bad speech you're pointing out truth you're pointing out the obvious so if you're not allowed to say that and we're not allowed to say anything that's why i'm sure that when this makes its way to the supreme court that's going to be fine as far as addressing people that feel unsafe as as if they're being threatened there are some clauses in the constitution for threatening language None of that meets the criteria because somebody says they feel threatened by you because you will not address them by their preferred pronoun. Um, it's not a, a real threat. There's no real threat of violence there, uh, and you would have a hard time you know, get, getting proven that in court one way or the other. So more than likely, this won't go anywhere. But the danger lies in... Michigan is going to give other Democratic-led states probably ideas. And if they all start working together like they're very good at doing, 
uh, they may come up with something that somehow or some way can weasel its way around the First Amendment because that's what they look to do. Any chance they can, they, they, if they know they can't go directly at it, they'll try to find a loophole, get around it, and get their desired result. So I, I think it does set a dangerous precedent. I don't know where it's – I mean, I know where it's going to go from here. It's going to go to the Supreme Court, obviously. I doubt that they're not going to pass it in the Senate unless that they they kind of know this is a loser. So in, in that case, maybe they just spare themselves the embarrassment or maybe they don't want the Supreme Court to set precedent on this because once the Supreme Court strikes it down, it's going to make it even more difficult for them because now you have a cited case. Uh, for them to get around that. So maybe they don't want it to get there. But it's not for a lack of trying. Uh, Democrats are trying. They're trying to suppress our speech daily. You know, freedom is not free anymore. Freedom of speech is not so much. If people get canceled, they may not be able to come at you legally, but they're definitely coming after you socially. And they're canceling you, and they're going after people and costing people their jobs and their livelihood. A lot of people that are either influencers or somebody that is in main in the mainstream, um, you're costing them the career because of things that not only maybe they have said today, but something they may potentially have said 20 years ago that happened to resurface and they get attacked for that. Uh, so I do think that this sets a dangerous precedent, but we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. I'm, I personally think it's going to make it through everywhere in Michigan. And I think it's going to get challenged and it's going to go to the Supreme Court and it is going to lose at the Supreme Court. That is what I believe. Um, but we have to wait and see. But it's just daily insanity from the left, how they just continue to ta- attack our constitutional rights. And they're never going to stop. So don't, don't ever feel like, you know, you could take a breath. You know, eventually these people will go away. They will never, ever go away. They're going to continue down this path for the rest of the foreseeable. I, I don't, uh, there's not enough people standing up against it. And I know that that probably sounds a little crazy, me saying that with, Everybody that you know, you're like, oh, Joe, we're all standing up against it, and that's all well and good, but I bet you you're in a red part in a red state. Or maybe you're in a red part of a blue state, and it doesn't go anywhere. You know, we actually, unfortunately, you need to reach out to some moderate Democrats who know, who know how dangerous something like this actually is. And you need them to side with you to put the amount of pressure on them that you can. There was a, a poll out, uh, I don't remember what pollster it was, no, but there was a poll out about this particular bill uh, asking, and they surveyed, I want to say it was around 31,000 people. So it was a pretty large uh, sampling of people. And 97% of people in that survey disagreed with this bill. 97%. That means only 3% out of, uh, let's say 30,000. Out of 30,000 people, only 3% were okay with that bill. 97% were against it. That kind of shows you where we are as a country. I think most people want to have the right to say whatever it is they want to say. I mean, racial slurs, whether you like them or dislike them, they are constitutionally protected. If a black guy calls you a cracker, it's protected. You may not like what he has to say. What he says may be disgusting coming out of your mouth, out of their mouth. It may infuriate you and upset you with what they said, but he has every legal right to say or she well, whatever they want to say. You know, and that goes for any other uh, racial slur or whatnot. They can say whatever they want to say. It is protected. You know, I, I don't think I want to live in a society where it's not. 
I'm not saying we should be throwing racial slurs around at each other. Certainly not saying that at all. But where you can't speak your mind openly, you know, God put us here to be free. We're supposed to be free. We were born, and the intention was that we were going to be free. We were born free, and we were going to die free. And part of freedom is the freedom to say whatever is on your mind without fear that the government is going to lock you up for it. Call me crazy, but I don't think you're really in a free society if you don't have the freedom of speech. If you're in a society where you're not allowed to criticize the government, where you're not allowed to criticize the monarchy, uh, you are not free. So if you're in England and you're hearing this, I mean, I don't know how free you are because there are certain things that I know you people are not allowed to say over there. To me, you're not free. You're restricted on what you say. You'd probably love to say a whole lot more than you actually say, but you can't say it because if you do say it, there's going to be problems. So to me, that's not free. Over here, I can say confidently that I think Joe Biden is a no good, dirty, crumb bag dirtball pedophile that sleeps too much. He's a mean, nasty person. And to be honest with you, he needs to go away. And you can't do anything to me. Zero. You can try to cancel me, but you only get canceled if you want to get canceled. But you can't actually do anything. You can't lock me up for it. And that's, that's the beauty of the First Amendment. Some people might think that, oh, you know, you shouldn't be able to say stuff like that. This guy, this guy runs the country. I don't care who he is. I don't care what he runs. I, you, you, that means I'll, I have to have respect for you? I don't think so. <laughs> not, not, not in America, Jack. At least not today in America. We'll see, uh, we'll see in the future. Hopefully I, it does not change because right now, you know, freedom – is on the ballot in 2024, whether you want to be free or you want to continue down this path where they just are trying to strip of, strip us of every right that we have in the Constitution. All right, I'm going to move on to my – man, I am so tired. <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking openly. I, I am I am exhausted. I, I don't know, uh, you know, when, when you get a little older, if you're younger listening to this, if you're a younger guy, and, you know, there are a lot of older guys that don't have the same problems that some of us do, but it seems to be a common thing amongst men that we just don't sleep good. You know, sleeping just, as much as we want it, it sucks. You know, long, long, long-term long sleeping, I don't know how you would say long-term, or the you know, bedtime. Bedtime sucks because, you know, you, you lay in the bed and probably after three or four hours, your, your back's hurting, your upper back's hurting, your lower back's hurting. If it's not that, you've been on one side too long, your leg's going numb, your knees are hurting. Something's hurting to the point where it wakes you up. And, and then you get up and it's just, uh, you got to go sit in your, your chair there and you got to straighten yourself out because you just can't, you know, you just can't lay back down. So then what do you end up doing? You end up dozing off in the chair maybe or because you're already up and you're in a whole bunch of pain, you just go to work. You know, I mean, that's mainly what I do is I get up and, you know, when I'm feeling like that, I just get up and it's time to get up, go and do my morning ritual and head out to work. I get to work early and sometimes I'm a little tired in my, uh, at my job there, but uh, it is what it is. And then, you know, at nighttime, you can't help but you want to sit down there with uh, your wife or your husband and you want to watch some TV or something. You know, at the end of the day, you want to put on something and you're sitting there and you, you, know, you don't even know you fall asleep. Hey, ladies, let me tell you something. Let me, let me let me cue you in on something here for guys. When we are tired, okay, we don't sit down with the intention of taking a nap. I don't think any guy really does, unless you've had a rough day and you're like, yeah, I got to go close my eyes for a few minutes. Uh, besides that, the intention is to sit there and talk and do whatever it is that we're going to do. And 
99% of the time, we don't even realize we fell asleep until we open our eyes back up and we're like, holy crap, I just fell asleep. We don't even know. That's how out of gas we are. So FYI to any lady that's ever wondering what's going on there, you could be talking to us and we're looking right in your face. And I know that the next time our eyes open, we're looking at the same face and you just don't have a happy look on your face. That was not intentional. <laughs> we didn't mean to fall asleep while you're in the middle of talking. It's just you are so gassed out, you blink and your eyes just don't open back up. <laughs> at least in my situation, that's that tends to be how it is. And uh, I know that uh, a lot of wives out there are like, I hate when my husband does that. But it just to uh, uh, clue you in, uh, we don't do it intentionally. You know, we're just pretty much gassed out and it just happens, so. Give your husband a break and, and a free pass. If, you, if you're with him sitting tonight and, and uh, you, you look over and you're talking to him one second and you go back to crocheting or knitting or whatever it is that you do sitting there and then you look back over and his head's just slumped down in front of him like he died in the chair, believe me, it, for a moment there, we pretty much did die. You know, we just slumped over. <laughs> if, you, if you had pictures of it or if somebody saw it, they might think you murdered us. It's just the way men are. Anyways, I was way off of whatever we talk about here, but I finally I figured I'd throw it out there because I am, I'm actually struggling to see right now because my eyes are tired. Uh, North Carolina. We had talked about that the governor vetoed, Roy Cooper, vetoed the protection of minors from permanent life-altering gender transition. Uh, it is facing override by the Republican supermajority in the General Assembly uh, when they return next week. So... Real strong possibility that North Carolina overrides the governor because they have the supermajority, and that bill will uh, be put into place protecting young children from having these just horrendous surgeries that will alter them for the rest of their lives before they're truly old enough to understand the choice that they just made. So I think that that's a very positive moment, and it, it's... We're, I think we're looking good. You have about 20 other states right now that are going out of their way to put laws in place that protect minors from, it, you really, it's protecting them from insane parents because the parents are the ones allowing this. You know, the parents are, are probably the most guilty ones in this because you are the parent. Uh, uh, if you had a five-year-old that came up to you and said that I think I'm a girl and you agree with them, you're the problem. And I'll show you how I know you're the problem. Because if you had a five-year-old that walked up to you and they said something as dangerous as, I think I'm a girl, and so you think that you could just change your gender, what if they came up to you and said, I think I need a gun? You going to give them a gun? Oh, no, of course you wouldn't, liberal. You'd never give them a gun. But you certainly would let them go uh, uh, cut their wee-wee off, turn it inside out. You let them do stuff like that, let them get on all these puberty blockers, mess their hormones all up, give them more mental problems than they probably already have. Or maybe they didn't have any, and they're just kids. And they have a little what, a gender dysphoria for a very short period of time in their life, and then they snap back out of it because with a strong support system at home telling them, no, you were born a boy or a girl, and that is what you are, they get over that. How many stories have you heard about young people that say, especially women, because it seems to be women more than men, uh, but how many have you heard about these women that say, you know, I, I was a very tomboyish and wanted to be a boy and everything. And thank God my mother and father basically pimp slapped me and told me, shut it. You're a girl. It is what it is. And they're so grateful to their parents now as they have grown up to be beautiful adult women. 
They're living the life that they were supposed to live that God gave them as a woman. They're married. They have kids. Life is good. They had a brief moment there where, you know, mixed emotions, their kids, they're emotional, their hormones are going crazy, their brain's still developing. You had a blip. It doesn't mean that you got to pay for that blip for the rest of your life, but if you have a whacked out parents, a couple of whack jobs as parents, you're probably going to pay for it the rest of your life. Alabama, Arkansas, Indiana, Florida, we've blocked similar bands. Uh, I mean, we've blocked similar bands on gender transitions for minors. Like I said, you have about 20 states uh, all that are all together on this that are working steadily on legislation to block all this, to protect the children, because unfortunately the parents are not going to, so the state has to step up and put laws in place that will prohibit that type of nonsense until the child reaches the at minimum age of 18 where they can give legal consent for themselves and after that if they have had those feelings their entire life and that's what they want to do at 18 years old then that is their choice beyond that i think it's a wrong choice but it is their choice to make after that so a ymca since we're talking about this the ymca accuses a teen girl of hate speech for opposing a man in the girl's locker room this story is just becoming uh repetitive because we're hearing this and it's only ever for girl sports um the springfield ymca typhoon swim team spi spy in springfield illinois now allows biological boys who pretend to be women to enter the girls locker rooms on april 27th of 2023 16 year old girl a uh, member of the ymca spy went in to change in the uh in the girls' bathroom, noticed a couple of transgender individuals in the locker room. She went out to talk to the coach, Alex Tortua, uh, and he told her that there's nothing he could do. On May 10th of 2023, they had the the spy swim team held their monthly parent meeting where uh, the issue of the girls' locker room with the biological males was brought up. The meeting was attended by Angie Swall, chief executor of the YMCA. The parents were told that there's nothing that they can do. The parents asked if the YMCA could ask the transgender members to use family-changing areas or private bathrooms with a toilet sink or changing area instead of in the girls' locker room. The YMCA staff said, once again, there's nothing that they can do because it would be considered discrimination and it's against the law. Parents asked the YMCA if they could send out a notification to the swimmers' team members that transgender people were using the girls' locker room so they could make informed decisions on their family again. The YMCA staff said that would be discrimination against and against the law, and there was nothing that they can do. The girls, out of frustration because they couldn't get anything done, there were meetings that were supposed to be had that the parents, uh, I mean, that the uh, YMCA canceled shortly before the meeting because they didn't want to talk about it anymore. They felt dis, uh, dismissed without resolution. So uh, the, the girl and one of her teammates hung signs in the girls' locker room on May 23rd of 2023 in support of their position. The, song, the, the signs read, Women's Rights and Biological Women Only and Safe Sports. On May 23rd, Coach Tortua said that, that it was hate speech and that the uh, girls were not allowed to participate, or the one girl was not allowed to participate on the swim team uh, and was asked to leave the pool area. I'll tell you what you could do. I mean, call me crazy, yeah, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, you could just tell the boys to stop changing in the girls' room. You could tell them to get the hell out and go into the proper bathroom. Or you could tell them to go into the safe bathroom, go into the family restroom, and go change your clothes. Because I can't imagine as a father, 
a 14-year-old daughter going into her locker room and boys being in there with the uh, pork and beans swinging around everywhere, I can tell you I ain't going to be too happy. You see, that's where uh, I'll have to do a lot of praying. I'm going to have to go, and it's where I'm going to look up at the sky and say, we'll talk later. And uh, I'm going to grab the coach, and uh, I'm going to make an example of the coach or maybe make the coach feel like a girl for a moment there okay? because it's wrong. These 14-year-old girls are in there with, and we've seen this now time and time again, uh, these boys that get aroused because they can change and put girls' clothes on and change in front of girls, and that sexually arouses them. These are sickos, weirdos, whatever name you want to give them. What happened to protecting women and children? That is gone, especially in democratic states. In red states, we're trying the best we can because we know there's a bunch of creeps out there. But in blue states, you guys are welcoming it. You guys don't care. You're not trying to protect women and children anymore. You guys are openly advocating for all this stuff. You don't care if anybody gets hurt. You think that any of these people that are making the laws would care at all if one of those biological boys did something to really hurt one of those girls in the bathroom? They wouldn't care. They'd cover it up, if anything. They certainly wouldn't care about the little girl. That would mean nothing to them because that would uh, that would be devastating to their agenda. We have to continue to fight this. We have to stop this. This transgender movement needs to be stopped. This transgender nonsense has run its course. They don't want it to be that you acknowledge that you know there are transgender people in the world. And I think most of us, for the most part, I can't speak for everybody, but I would say most people, if there wasn't such attention being brought to them, uh, some of you, you may notice, but you just pay no attention. They're, you're doing your thing, you're living your life, and they're doing whatever they're doing and living their life. And you leave it alone. But the fact that they're trying to cram this down everybody's throat as if it is a normal situation, that's where the problem lies. You know, we're, we're talking about even Whitmer's bill. It's making the uh, the gay and the LGB, whatever, the alphabet community, it's, it's making them like almost a protected class of citizens. Nobody deserves that type of protection. The only people that should be protected are disabled people because they can't defend themselves. If they're disabled, they should have certain protections. Beyond that, everybody else, fend for yourself. Our laws are clean. There's no discrimination in our laws. Fend for yourself. They're trying to make transgender people more than we are. More than the common man. They get special treatment because they did some radical surgery because their whole personality, their whole identity is based upon their sex. Oh, God. I'm going to puke. As tired as I am, I think I'm going to go outside and puke. These people make me sick. This whole movement makes me sick and it needs to stop. I pity these little girls. I applaud them for their strength, standing up for what they believe in. Good for them. You know, it, hopefully these are going to, it looks like they're on a path of success because it looks like their parents are going to ra- have raised strong young ladies that will be strong women in the end. So good for them. But I do pity them at the moment because at such a young age, you're being put in such a difficult position. And at least they have enough stones to stand up for themselves. But it is sad. It is sad to watch it because I'm sure they're doing something that they love to do. And now they're being told they can't do it because they're going against the narrative. 
Not not what's normal, because that is not normal behavior. Little boys in little girls' room is not normal. It's always been against the rules. Get the hell out. You don't go into girls' bathroom. How many movies did you used to watch in the where a guy walks into the girl's bathroom and they're like, oh, crap, sorry, and you go running back out. Or the boys are trying to sneak into the girl's bathroom in school and the principal catches them and it's like, oh, you guys are, you're done. You're done. How many times? This is not normal behavior. And it needs to stop. Poor little things. Can't even play the sport that they love. In there with a couple of knuckleheads. Disgusting, despicable human beings. All right, I am tired and I am done. <laughs> I'm not even going to go through my end, end of the episode spiel. I'm just done. Have a good night. I will see you tomorrow.